Hello and welcome to yet another Talking with Bungie, another Death by Bungie podcast. I have done a two-part series already on declining hunter numbers and how the crossbow can have an effect on that, can have an impact on that. Check out those podcasts if you haven't already. You probably already have, because I'm sure, as a friend of Bungie, you've already listened to all the podcasts, right? And you've subscribed to the YouTube channel. It's free. You've liked our Facebook page or followed it, whatever the current method of doing that on Facebook is. I think it's called following. Isn't it weird how times change? They do change. Everything always changes. Bungie, however, is timeless. Our love of the crossbow is timeless. Hunting is timeless. Actually, it's not. It changes all the time. Our methods of hunting today are nothing like they were 100 years ago. Nothing like they were when Daniel Boone, when Davy Crockett wandered around the frontier. Nothing like that whatsoever. In fact, they're not even like they were when I was a kid 30 years ago growing up in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania hunting with a rifle. The whole world has changed. Hunting has changed. Hunting is not immune from that. And that is why hunter numbers and declining hunter numbers is an issue. The fear is that as people drift away from hunting, the fewer people we have involved in hunting, the more ability the anti-hunters will have to take our love, beloved past time away from us. That's the concern. We want to protect against that, right? That is why this is a common topic in this day and age. That is why it deserves our attention. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this and in this episode about what is now becoming known as the three R's. Now, I'm not talking about reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? Those used to be the three R's. That's what schools should teach, reading, writing, and arithmetic or arithmetic, but to make it uh, make sense and be funny, they called it the three R's, right? So for hunters, though, there is a new model of three R's, and those are recruitment, retention, and reactivation. So all of them actually uh, start with R. So that's kind of interesting. Kind of works that way. Crossbows fit in all three of those categories, and I want to just talk about that briefly. I'm just doing some quick research to, to frame this issue so that we all are on the same page here and the importance of it. Hunters, those of us who go out there and purchase hunting licenses, purchase hunting equipment, we fund about 80% of all the funding nationwide for wildlife species. Now, that means not just paying the game wardens to go out there and police it so that the species continue so that we can hunt them next season and into further generations. That's not just talking about paying so that the Game Commission has some funds available to purchase more public land and expand public lands to give people more options and to take care of those lands. That's not just what that money goes to. It also goes to fund studies. How can we best take care of bats and protect them from white nose syndrome? How can we protect my beloved red-spotted newt if that becomes an issue? How can we take care of the other various species, 400 plus species here in Pennsylvania alone that the Game Commission is charged with protecting? That's where that money goes. Hunter numbers are important, not just because I want to be able to hunt with a crossbow for the rest of my life, not just because I want my daughter Genevieve to be able to hunt with a crossbow if she chooses to do so for the rest of her life and allow her kids, if she ever has any, to do the same thing. I want this to continue for generations. 
It's not just that. It's also because we need to protect wildlife species. Now, those three R's, recruitment, retention, reactivation, what are we talking about when we talk about that stuff? We're talking about with recruitment, how can we recruit new people to hunting? How can we get kids away from the video games, get them off the couch, and get them to go out there and start hunting and enjoying the outdoors? If you get a kid into hunting when he is a teenager, when he's a kid, he, can, he or she, he or she, my daughter included in this, certainly can hunt into their 70s. You can hunt, you, you can always hunt. It's not something that uh, you, you get too old to do. You might get too old to do it in certain ways, but you don't necessarily outgrow it. So I think it is a healthy thing overall to encourage people to do. I don't want to become really, really good at something that I can't do my whole life. I've always kind of, my whole life I've always thought about this topic, this concept. I've never really, I played a little bit of baseball when I was a kid. Um, and there's, and I don't, and I also hunted and I fished and everything else, but hunting and fishing, I knew back then that I would always be able to do it. I had my grandfather going around and he, even in his sixties, he was driving me to Canada in an RV with my grandmother and I would spend a week with them in Canada fishing. So I had that time with my grandparents. That was a special time, but he was able to do that into his sixties. He sure was not going to go play football with me. Right? You may be able to throw one around, but that was about the extent of it. I am not criticizing football, and if you enjoy football and you want to watch football, you want to watch baseball, you want to watch any of these sports, basketball, what have you, by all means, go and do it. And if you participate in those, do that as well. But I'm just suggesting that this is a real good reason. There's a real good reason to involve children in the outdoors because they can do that the whole their whole lives. They can do that for their entire life. It is a great thing. So keep that in mind. Recruitment. How do we convince people to do that? Well, this is a crossbow hunting podcast. Death by Bungie is a crossbow hunting show. And so I'm going to tell you how crossbows are the answer to recruitment issues for hunters. I'll tell you exactly how it is. I've mentioned this before. You got somebody who's never hunted before. We have three options, three common traditional options now for hunting. First, we can take this brand new person who's never hunted before, and we can take them out in the backyard and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Do you see that target 100 yards away? I want you to take this rifle. Take this big slab of metal and wood and lean it against this sawhorse here or this tripod. And I want you to sight it in, look down the scope here, look down the sights, what, what have you. Get it sighted in, and you got to be able to see that target in the, in the sights. I want you to wait until you're really comfortable. Hold that thing steady, and then ease the safety off. Pull the trigger. Now, when that trigger goes off, boom, you're going to have an explosion take place about three inches away from your eyeball. But don't be scared by that. Don't flinch. Keep your eyes open. It's fine. <laughs> and it's also so loud that you will either have to wear ear protection so that you can't hear what goes on around you quite as well, and you can't enjoy the sounds of the birds and enjoy nature quite as well as you would without the ear protection. Or the other option is you can not wear ear protection and you'll have hearing loss for the rest of your life. That's not really enticing. That's not really something that is going to entice people who are brand new to hunting to go out there and enjoy the outdoors. In fact, as I look back at it, at this stage of my life, I did a lot of rifle hunting. I grew up 
hunting with a rifle with an open sights Model 94 Winchester 3030. And I killed quite a few deer with that. A few deer with it. A, a healthy number of deer. Healthy for me, not for the deer so much. But I did kill deer with that. And that was my rifle that I hunted with. In fact, every deer I've ever killed with a rifle, I killed with that rifle. But looking back, nothing interrupts my enjoyment of nature in my experience more than rifle shots. Rifle seasons are full of gunfire, full of gunshots going off. It's not as bad today as it was back when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was a war zone. I'm not even sure it was safe, to be honest with you. But you would hear so much in the way of gunshots and gunfire that deer were stirred up running around, and it took months for them to recover. In fact, clear into January, they were nocturnal because of the amount of pressure, gunfire, and the volume and the amount of just sheer let's call them what they were, explosions taking place all around them. I am a lifelong member, a lifetime member of the NRA. My daughter is a lifetime member of the NRA. I appreciate my right to keep and bear arms, and I practice my right to keep and bear arms. I will always do that, but there will never be another time where I shoot a deer with a rifle. <laughs> and I'm getting to why. Not because I have anything against rifles. Don't interpret this otherwise. To do so would be inappropriate. I totally love, and I appreciate my history, but I'm not going back to hunting with a rifle. Okay, so you, that's not for you. The, the loud explosions, and I put my daughter in that category as well. She doesn't want to be present when I'm shooting a, a, a rifle, much less hunt with one. There will never be a time where my daughter hunts with a rifle. Um, she's going to have some firearm training as she gets older. She's going to learn how to shoot a pistol. She's going to learn how to defend herself. But she is not going to hunt with a, a rifle. That's just not something that she's going to want to do. Let's talk about compound bows and hunter recruitment. All right, you got somebody who's brand new to hunting. Come on over here. Come over this weekend, and here's what we're going to do. You want to shoot a deer with me this fall? Well, what we're going to do is in March, we're going to get started on this, see? And you're going to come over every weekend, and we're going to shoot 50 or 100 arrows a week. Maybe 200, maybe 300 arrows a week. And we have to do this three or four times a week at least in order to get become proficient at this, to get your skills, your muscle memory built up to where you can do this. Now, I would let you use my bow but your arms aren't the same length as mine. So instead, you're gonna to have to get your own bow and it's gonna to have to, you have to go to a shop several times maybe in order to make sure that it is suited to you, that it is fitted to you. You'll take it home, take it out of the box, shoot it a couple times, realize it's not quite right. And so we'll take it back to the, the shop and the shop will tweak things and it'll make this longer and that shorter and all this kind of thing. And then by the time the halfway, we've used up half of our time in order to get, uh, hopefully, by the time summer rolls around, we used up half of our time to prepare for the upcoming hunting season. Hopefully by that time, your bow will be, all the kinks will be worked out to where now you can shoot it pretty seamlessly. I know there's plenty of people who don't experience it that way. But let's be honest, there are plenty of people hunting with compound bows who have experienced it that way. So you're going to be, eventually, you get this bow to where it's suitable for you. And then you got other issues with like panic, trigger panic, and, you know, things like that where people, you have to experiment. Some people want to hold their hand a certain way and use a certain type of trigger mechanism on their compound bow. Maybe that's not the best for you. Maybe we'll have to tweak it. Maybe we'll have to get you this other kind of, of release, that sort of thing. We'll tweak things. We'll keep playing with it. 
And you're not going to be able to watch Netflix quite as much. Okay, you're not going to be able to spend as much time with your family as you used to. All those soccer games used to go to all summer long or whatever, that's going to have to, you're going to have to curtail some of that because, you know, that's when you got to practice and you have to practice with these compound bows. Now, if all goes well, this is what you'd be telling them, this new hunter, if all goes well, we'll put you in a tree this fall, we'll put you up in a tree stand, and all that practicing you did in the yard, well, that's going to be a little different now because now you're shooting at an angle and you have to learn how to bend at a certain angle, otherwise your shots aren't going to be accurate. So, because you're not looking at it quite the same way as you were when you were standing on the ground. But hopefully you'll figure that out and it'll work and we'll kill a deer after all of that work. Is that enticing to new hunters? Um, it's not. And that's the answer. I'm not even going to pretend that it is. If you are trying to entice new hunters to come in, somebody who's got no experience whatsoever, to come in and start hunting, they are not going to do that with a compound bow. You are not going to entice them to do that. You can entice them in the outdoors, and the compound bow, I think, is a little bit more enticing to a non-hunter than the rifle is because it doesn't involve those explosions. And it offers a whole different world of enjoying the outdoors. You're sitting there in the quiet and all that kind of thing. But I don't think you're going to really recruit new hunters based on that. When we talk about crossbows, however, here's how that dialogue goes with a non-hunter. Here's what we're going to do. In fact, I have something along these lines in the works right now. I am not really mentoring. I won't go so far as to say that. But I am talking to people who have no hunting experience with archery equipment. I am talking to people who have no hunting experience. And I have talked to them about the use of the crossbow. And this is essentially how that conversation goes. Pretty neat. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you a crossbow. Take it out of the box. It's probably two or three shots at most away from being dead on accurate. It's true. Some of them got some issues we got to work out. But for the most part, you'll be able to shoot this thing and hit a bullseye at 30 yards. Within two or three shots, it'll be sighted in. Within a dozen shots, you should be able to pull the trigger on that thing and hit a bullseye at 10, 20, and 30 yards. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take you and put you in a tree stand. You're going to do that every weekend. Spend a half an hour, maybe even an hour, as much time as you want, but don't feel obligated to spend more than that. Maybe a half hour to an hour uh, in the backyard, taking a bunch of shots here, shoot a dozen arrows a week or something like that, just so you feel comfortable with the thing. So, and then maybe do it at different distances. And if you want, we'll get in your tree stand too. That's not a bad idea. We'll get in the tree stand and make sure it's accurate from there too. Take a few shots there just to feel comfortable with it. Then when the season rolls around, you're going to do pretty much the same thing. The deer comes in and you put that, you know, you got to learn some deer anatomy and all that, but you're just going to point it and shoot it and pull the trigger and kill that deer. That's how it should work. It doesn't always work that way, but there's no guarantees in this business, but it should work that way. It should be about that simple. You tell me which of those three models is better suited to recruiting new hunters. And you already know the answer. And if you come up with a different answer than me, your math is wrong. How's that? So that's that. So that's why crossbows win for the first R, hunter recruitment, okay? You didn't expect a different answer. This is death by bungee. This is crossbow hunting, but there, there you go. Hunter retention. Let's talk about which of these three traditional devices, and I'm including crossbows now as a traditional device because for the past 10 years, I've been able to and been hunting with a crossbow here in Pennsylvania. Hunter retention, the second R. What is going to retain people to hunt? Now, you can hunt with a rifle your whole life. You can. 
you can hunt with a compound bow maybe your whole life if your shoulders hold out and if you keep reducing the weight as you get older you're going to have to reduce the weight a little bit and the technology is improving to where it's more enticing to people who have that those skills they can hold those bows a little bit longer i understand that but we all know that compound bow hunters lots of times eventually become crossbow hunters more often than not if you want to retain hunters crossbow legalization crossbow freedom is very important. Crossbows are a key to retaining hunters. And it's just a matter of practicality. It only makes sense that a weapon like a crossbow that preserves all the best of archery or a lot of the best things that archery can offer, but also doesn't require the shoulder strength, doesn't require all of the same skill set and muscle memory and practice and work that compound bows require. Crossbows, they can help retain hunters. There's no question about it. And lastly, reactivation. What brings people back into hunting? People who may have gone away, but come back into hunting. Well, I'll share something with you here. And this is the subject of an upcoming book. I don't have a title for the book or I would tell you what it is, but I am writing a book about crossbows, about my experience with hunting with a crossbow. And that will come out in 2020, I'm hoping. Hoping I should have that done by this summer. A rough draft, I'd say I'm probably 70 to 80% through it right now. It needs a lot of work though. But the idea, part of the, one of the things that you will learn from that book is reactivation. I, Rich Wilson, am one of the folks who should be considered in that category, a reactivated hunter. I grew up hunting with a rifle in Pennsylvania. As I went off to college and eventually law school, I drifted away from hunting. I got married, we had a daughter. I started a law practice. I eventually started a real estate agency. All of these things pulled me away from hunting. They took up my time so that hunting was not something that I was still doing. I happened across the Outdoor Channel, the Sportsman's Channel, Pursuit Channel, things like that back when I had DirecTV 15 years ago, whatever it was, and started to get back into hunting at that time. Started to, it reignited my interest in hunting. I dabbled with rifle hunting once again, had some successes, had some failures, but ultimately it was because of Bungie that I find myself a reactivated hunter and I have never been more energized as a hunter. The crossbow, is the sole reason that I got back into hunting and stayed back into hunting to the point where I now have over 18,000 subscribers on a YouTube channel dedicated to crossbow hunting. I'm now doing a podcast dedicated to crossbow hunting and hunting related issues. It is a big deal that the crossbow helped me maintain that level of interest and reactivate me as a hunter. So crossbows went out in this three R's consideration. When we talk about recruitment, retention, and reactivation of hunters, crossbows are the key to this. Support crossbow freedom in whatever state you are in. Support our brothers and sisters in other states like New York, where crossbows do not have the same level of freedom. We do not have the same level of crossbow freedom 
support our folks there with folks like the New York Crossbow Coalition. Coalition, Get involved in that. Talk to those folks. Send them money if you can. Join them. Add your name to the, to the list of their ranks of membership. Support them. Same thing with the folks in Wisconsin now, where there's actually discussions about taking the crossbow back off the market as a legitimate hunting tool or reducing it or, or dialing it back. Come on. This is not the time for that. If you want to stick a fork in hunting and make sure that the numbers continue to decline, yeah, go ahead. Reduce crossbow accessibility. But if you want to increase recruitment, retain hunting numbers, and reactivate older hunters, crossbows. That's the answer. And you expected nothing less from this podcast, I am sure. Once again, I'm Rich Wilson. Check out deathbybungie.com. Sign up for my free email newsletter on there. You can leave me comments on there, whether it's by email or a voicemail. You can leave me a voicemail right from your phone. Doesn't require any special equipment or anything like that. And all of this is free. Thank you so much for joining me as a friend of Bungie and listening to this podcast. And until next time, all hail Bungie. Ha, 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 ha.